Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and their judges and their officers. And they presented themselves before God. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to thank you for the incredible time that we've had together in the book of Joshua. Since January, these nine months have been so rich, Lord, and you have done so much in our lives, teaching us about victorious Christian living and possessing the promises and laying hold of by faith all that you have for us through the cross and the resurrection. And we just ask that this morning, Lord, you would tie it all together and the Holy Spirit, you'd come and gather up loose ends in our hearts. There's been so much repentance over the last nine months, but it's probably a little more that could happen. Some things that we let go, some areas that we miss, some, some wrong places that we return to, some settling we've done. And so Holy Spirit, come and stir in our hearts this morning a zealous passion for your name and your glory and your kingdom and to be your people, a holy people set apart. Lord, in and of ourselves, we are really wrong, but your word is so right on. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come instruct us. I would submit my thoughts and my tongue to you, and we ask together that every syllable that comes from this mouth would be from the throne of grace and useful for the building up of your bride, Lord. So speak to us now. We ask it together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it says there at the end of verse 1 that they presented themselves to God. It's the end of the season. It's the end of a whole outplay of history in the life of Israel. And they gather at a place called Shechem, which was very historically and religiously significant for Israel. And they present themselves before God. That's a key phrase that I want you to sort of tune in on. They presented themselves before God. Because there is in many of our lives, in many of our spiritual seekings, a disconnect at that juncture. You see, we are a religious people to be sure. And we know how to perform religious duties and we know how to put on various displays, and we know how to show up for church, and we know the lingo and the Christianese and all these other things. But what is so often lacking is a sincere, genuine, authentic presenting of oneself before the Lord. Presenting yourself before God. So many fail to do that, to really come before the Lord. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I urge you, therefore, brethren, I'm begging you, therefore, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual, or as the New King James puts it, your reasonable service of worship. In other words, he says, I am begging you to respond to who God is and what God has done by presenting yourself to him, by making yourself a present to the Lord, a living sacrifice, by bringing your life before him. In the book of Romans, Paul laid out one of the greatest theological, theological treatises in all of scripture in Romans 1 through 11 heavy doctrine and theology. And then when he gets to chapter 12, now he's going to make a shift toward application. And what's the connection between doctrine and application? It is the presentation of yourself to God. 
It's moving beyond an intellectual agreement. It's moving beyond a religious activity, and it is presenting yourself actually to the Lord. Every fiber of your being, in reality, in relationship, giving yourself to God as a living sacrifice, giving yourself up and to God. Paul says, when you think of all that God has done for you, it makes perfect sense to give yourself to him wholeheartedly, to present yourself. Now, it shouldn't be so, but as I mentioned, it's a major disconnect in many of our spiritualities because we go through a lot of motions, but so often we fail to really come before the Lord. You know, you can even read your Bible and never connect with Jesus. You know that you could pray and never really be connecting with the Lord? Did you know that you could be right next to a great move of God and miss the whole thing? Just ask Judas. He walked with the Lord for three years, just kind of missed the whole point, didn't he? Just ask those who were with Saul on the road to Damascus that day. When he encountered the risen Lord, his life was changed. The others, they, they didn't even get it. Just ask those who were on the bank of the river with Daniel that day when the Lord Jesus Christ made a pre-incarnate appearance to him. Daniel was in awe of the Lord. The others, they didn't even get what was going on. You can see, you could be right next to a radical move of God and just miss it. You can come to church every single week for years and never connect with the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is a heart attitude, people. It's not religion and it's so much more than just showing up. It is a hard attitude that displays that which the psalmist said, as the deer pants after water, so my soul thirsts after you. <laughs> to hunger and thirst for the person of Jesus Christ. You know, I found that too seldom when the church gathers, too seldom have the individual members spent time preparing themselves to come into the presence of God. Not often enough do we prepare ourselves to come into the house of the Lord, to present ourselves to God. You see, we often come into church in sort of a, a haphazard, casual way. And we are casual here at Reality, but we must be mindful of the fact that we are going to meet with Jesus Christ. And there ought to be some preparatory work that happens in our hearts. But too often it's just, wow, I got to Starbucks and the line was long and I got my Starbucks and now I'm barely making on time. Actually, I'm about five minutes late. No big deal. They're just singing songs. Shame on you in the name of Jesus. We do not sing songs. We worship Jesus Christ, the risen King. Shame on you if you think the, the music time before the message is a buffer period for you to comfortably arrive at church. Shame on you in the presence of the Lord. That's when we present ourselves before Jesus who died for us on the cross. That is when we give praise and glory and honor to his name that is due his name. And yet so often we're worried about, well, Starbucks, they burnt the coffee. They always burn the coffee. Shouldn't want a coffee bean and tea leaf. And we're coming in here and, ooh, balloons. And hey, hey. And we just kind of walk in and, oh, they're singing. Uh. 